0: Welcome to Scale School, my friends. I'm Dan Bolton and my purpose here is simple. I wanna help you increase the scalability of your coaching or consulting business so as it gets bigger, life gets better. Here we will be talking everything from getting clients, keeping clients, teams, leadership, but most importantly, making scaling simple and fun again. Thanks so much for tuning in and I hope you get a ton out of today's episode. Yo, what's up? Coming at you, back backseat of the car. We're being driven right now, Barley styles in beautiful, beautiful car. This is the first time. Normally I'm just like finding whatever truck around. And uh, anyway, we're going to speak to a handful of people this afternoon and I'm about to have a coaching call. And so uh, there's an amazing client called Chris based out of the UK. I'm just getting the notification that we are about to start. And so I wanted to bring you into the conversation, share some of the highlights that we talk about today. How are you? Good, thank you. Is it yeah, cool yeah. if we do audio for this call? Yeah, totally. I mean, you, Perfect. Uh, and uh, how are you, by the way, as well? I'm, I'm amazing. I'm a bit right. jet-lagged. I just got back from a month away from Bali, so I did a, mu- a week in Mexico and then did three weeks in New Zealand. All in all, it was a good trip, but... um. Yeah, feeling jet-lagged. The the boys woke up at 2 a.m. this morning, which was right on time with where they would normally wake up in New Zealand time, and so definitely feeling tired today, but but really good, man, excited to talk to you. So what's top of mind for you today? Like, what's the thing that would be most helpful for us to cover? As I said in my reply, the uh, the one pager that I've got. Perfect, we can look over that right now. So let me um, just go bring that up. So the biggest thing, obviously, with this doc that, you're, that you've are that you sent me, I'm having a look at it now, this is unnecessary for you to use necessarily in your sales process outside of using it to sell in a DM. So what you want is a simplified version of this that can be a part of your sales process on a call, right? You want to have a simple uh, doc that you're using to present your offer. The biggest thing when you're presenting an offer is that there are so many things you can talk about, what you wanna do is focus on the 80-20, what are the biggest needle movers that show them, that they give them a sense of confidence, this will in fact move them towards their dream outcome and it will help them overcome the major obstacles that they're facing in order to get there. That's the biggest thing we're wanting to do on that sales call and so there are two things about that. The first is we're trying to look at our offer and go what are the typical biggest needle movers that someone experiences or that we have in our offer that that will uh, help someone experience the most amount of progress, so we'll major on them. And the second is when we're talking about it on the call, we want to loop back to things that they've said to us on the call. So for example, let's say you've got uh, uh, your first pillar is around lead generation. Uh, a common problem that people have is they're, tr- they're struggling to get clients consistently. So they're going to say something to the effect of like struggling to get enough calls or struggling to attract the right prospects or I'm struggling to charge the right prices so as we talk about our first pillar which might be lead generation we then allude to what's in our program what's in our offer that's going to help them solve that but then what we do is we uh, talk about the thing that has the thing they mentioned earlier that's the biggest pain and the emotional cost of that pain so that it feels like the perfect fit it feels like a painkiller for their particular pain that they're in and the problem they're looking to solve does that make sense yeah, sure. yeah, that's great. So whenever someone says, let me think about it, you obviously want to do all that objection handling that we talked about before. Yeah, yeah. And the biggest thing yeah. is I learned this uh, from a great sales rep called Vanessa Horn. Uh, she, she introduced me to this acronym called BAMFAM. So if someone says, I need to talk to my spouse, I need to look over the numbers, I need to think about it. We first, on the call, want to isolate. What do they need to think about? When are they planning on looking over the numbers? Is this a perfect fit for them? You know, that if they were to go talk to their wife and the wife gave them the green light, they would be jumping in. And then we want a BAMFAM, which is book a meeting from a meeting, right? So we want to make sure that we lock that follow-up call in as soon as possible. What we don't want to have happen is we jump on a, we jump on a call. Someone says, this looks great. Let me think about it. We send them a document yeah, yeah. and now we're in no man's land, right? Where it's like they might loop back to us in a day, a week, a month. We want to have a, a closed, like a bookend to that process so that it's like 48 hours 72 hours where they can look over the yeah. dock they can do whatever they need to do but also what i found is that it's um as i put in the next line there, they don't come all at once but they do come in this order mm-hmm. so it's it's almost like you know reach for the sun and the moon will be a a, a good ste- stepping i get point. it yeah yeah so rather than the money being everything it's really leading to that bigger picture of the, the you know the lifestyle But we start with the money, let's come back and get the money sorted first so that. So it's more of sort of positioning than than a a goal in itself. Totally makes sense. So a quick framework I want to introduce to you around offers and how to position it when it comes to outcomes is if you think about a triangle with three layers, on the first bottom layer, and obviously you're familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? We need to have all the physical needs taken care of before we start thinking about how to fulfill our potential in life and all of that. The base level needs are our survival needs. And every single client has them. And every client's one is different depending on their market, the stage of business and all of that. Like a six-figure coach, for example, their survival needs, very different to a seven-figure coach. They still have survival needs, but they're different. And how we characterize survival needs is, firstly, the desire level is it is a need, not a want. And the second thing is that the timing is now. And the metaphor for this level is like a painkiller. As we go up the triangle, three different layers, the second layer is thriving. Right, the desire level is it's a want, and the timing is typically later. Right, if you think about uh, the metaphor of a vitamin, most of us have a lot of them, and most of us forget to take them, or we take them but we don't expect immediate results. And so we want to have a number of those kind of vitamin level things in our offer, so that people know where they're moving towards. But the majority of it is is survival need. They go, this is absolutely what I need right now. And the third layer, and I'll briefly talk about is what i call kind of the dream layer and this is like the metaphor is like a bucket list right it's like an it's a super nice to have it's a dream and the timing is one day someday so when i look at these things i i love the idea of the 15k take-home profit per month i would say for many people this would be survival meaning like it's a priority they want it now they want to figure out how to get it soon when it comes to time in the business and things like that for me with the people i work with is they are typically maxed out they're ready to not necessarily throw in the towel, but they've certainly considered it. And um, and so time, reducing time in the business is a big need. So what you wanna make sure is that the people that you're speaking to, it doesn't sound like just a lovely thing that like that sounds cool. The core part of the needs, or oh, sorry, the core part of the offer must speak to the survival level of your ideal clients. Okay. okay, so I would say three day weekends, I would hold that really loosely, meaning like I'm not sure I would make that a cornerstone of your offer if it's not something that your prospects would unprompted bring up to you on a sales call. It does feel vague, but the the biggest thing is is that from a marketing perspective, it all sounds good, right? None of them, these are not between good and bad things. These are about essential things and non-essential things. And so we wanna pack the core part of what our offer does to match the essential needs that people have. And so, you know, Dan Kennedy has a great quote where he says, we wanna enter into the conversation already happening in a prospect's mind and so when someone's on a sales call again we imagine we've unprompted none of this like we've not prompted any of it we're asking their pains their problems their challenges and they share all those key things as we're as we're talking about our offer that should be a perfect match to the things that they said not us filling their brain with new ideas of like oh that would be amazing so for example if you said like pillar number three is uh, i'm going to help you create an investment portfolio Well, for some people, that's a need. They have excess cash, they don't know what to do with it. For many people, that's like a, oh, that sounds lovely but it's not a need, and so at the end of the call, they're gonna say, you know, let me think about it, well this sounds great, but I'm not sure it's right for me. So I would really listen back to these sales calls you're having and going, you know, what are these key themes that are coming up again and again as being big needs, big problems that they wanna solve, and then make the core part of the value proposition of the offer be a perfect match to those things. Same with goal number three, three holidays per year right? It might be the same deal. Like goal number two might be around client acquisition, for example. Maybe they're looking for like 15K profit a month, but do they want to do it without having to do all these different like things like Hormozy and $100 million offers talks about decreasing effort and sacrifice. So there are so many ways yeah. they can make good money, but very few of them are going to have them feeling better than worse, right? Because most people's businesses, as they get bigger, life gets worse and not better. And so what we want to have happen is that they see the dreamland, they see the promised land, and instead of going, hey, we're going to get you to Barbados and it's going to be an amazing vacation, and guess what? You have to swim there. We want to position it like we've given you a first class ticket. Everything is going to be as smooth and as simple as it possibly can be. Obviously, it's got to reflect reality. We don't lie to people. We don't uh, manipulate the truth. But we do position it in such a way that we major on the things that is going to make it easier and simpler for them to get the result. Yeah. One of the things that you'll see yeah. when we go through replay today is whenever we're talking about our offers, we want to think about how we present it on three levels. I got this from a marketer called Todd Brown. Whenever we talk through our offers, we want to think yeah. through functional, experiential, emotional. So, functional is this is what it is, right? So, for example, uh, if we think about hiring an appointment setter, functional is we will help you get an appointment setter. Very simple, uh, very tangible, easy to understand. Experiential is so they will now book. Uh, 10 to 15 high quality calls for you every single week, right? That's what it's going to look like for uh, Ben to experience that particular piece of your program. The emotional piece is what does this feel like now? This part is this piece of the offer is in my business. So, again, functional, hire an appointment setter, experiential. This appointment center is going to book you 10 to 15 high-quality calls every single week. Emotional, so you never have to worry about where your next client is coming from, and you always have a calendar packed with high-quality prospects. Right? We want people to picture what success looks and feels like for them inside your offer. Yeah, yeah so one of the things you might look at is go like okay is the way i'm solving this is this ai is this automation is this team and then you can really uh, help people understand one of those outcomes right so for example if outcome number one is around uh the dream outcome is money the sub outcome might be around assembling the a team right we're going to help you build a, a business filled with the right people in the right seats where it's running so well it almost runs on autopilot that would be an outcome that a lot of people would find really attractive it doesn't Like it's implied that hours will be reduced, but if the majority of your ideal prospects aren't talking about I want to get to 20 hours a week or four days a week, I wouldn't include it like that. I would more talk about the benefit of having a team so that they can have less overwhelm, so they can be less stressed, so they can be more out of day-to-day of the business and more the high-level strategic. And, and as much as you can, you wanna use the language that prospects are giving you. What are the consistent pain points and how, what's the language they're using for that? The last thing I'll say on this kind of from a high level is everything I've talked about here is what makes a good offer. It's also what makes great marketing. So if we can get into people's heads, right? Talk about how to solve their problems in a language that they understand that they would use themselves and we speak to survival needs, all of a sudden our marketing becomes so much more potent, right? Most of us market to vitamin problems, to dream problems. we uh, not even, I wouldn't even say problems. They're just, they're just desires that people have that sounds nice to have, sounds lovely, but it's not speaking to the core needs that people wake up sweating about in the night. Right, the moment someone wakes up in the morning, there's that sense of impending doom for many people. And you wanna be speaking to those particular things. So for me, in my audience, it doesn't matter if they're at six figures or at seven, there is typically three key things that, that my audience really speaks to. The first is our profit, right? The people that I'm trying to attract, Uh, have been in the game for a while, whether they're at 30K a month and they've been around there for a couple of years, whether they are at 100K a month, whether they're at 300K a month, profit is an issue. The second thing is simplicity. The longer you're in business, it doesn't matter how how big business is, uh, people overcomplicate it, right? They add more offers, they add more funnels, and so people are craving simplicity. And then the third piece, is really around the sense of fun. They've lost that sense of like, I actually enjoy my business. Rather than having a business I'm excited to run, it's one I wanna run away from. And so when I talk about that in marketing, what, 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 it, what happens is it creates a straight line between marketing and sales. So we want to attract people into our world with marketing that's actually connected to our offer. And this is, this is where I just encourage you to just create content, test ideas, iterate, see what you learn, see what resonates. Because none of this is, like creating offers and, and creating marketing is really frustrating because it doesn't happen in a vacuum. We can't go away for a night in a hotel and get a blank sheet of paper out and map out everything that's going to help us make millions, it's often that we get a direction and then we start iterating in that direction and we start getting clearer as we take more and more action. And so the biggest thing is that you just want to be testing these ideas more and more in the real world so that as you create, you get clearer and as you see what resonates, you get clearer, right? There's that saying, thoughts untangle themselves, passing through the lips and through fingertips. Right? So the more you talk it out, the more you write it out, the clearer this offer outcome, the clearer your marketing messaging is all going to get. Excellent, thank you, Dan. That's the next, uh, the next push. The um, and the, one of the also in our last call, one of the really, um, as I was reflecting on it, uh, the, the useful distinctions was between strategy and skills. I think you said, you know, the strategy is the easy, easy part. What makes it difficult is then the it's developing the skills to, In this case, keep. Uh, putting content out it's the routine regular stuff i'm so glad to hear i think this is where most people get stuck which is it's the deep work of uh gaining the skills of working on our own psychology and actually getting really really clear which often takes time it takes reps it takes a number of posts it takes a number of offer presentations for us to go oh this is the gold in the midst of the dirt okay thanks all right mate talk soon see ya bye bye So that was a 36-minute, roughly, uh, coaching call. You probably just saw some of the highlights. Um, One of the things that's so interesting, uh, firstly, um, I moved to audio-only calls uh, a few months ago. Game changer. Previously, I was sat at my desk, uh, like most of us have been, uh, pre-COVID, especially past COVID. And a few months ago, I was talking to a mentor of mine. She's amazing. Her name is Steph. I don't even know her last name. It exists, but I can't remember it. And um, she was telling me that she hadn't done a one-to-one video call since 2019. It blew my mind. It was like one of those belief shifting moments that I was like, are you even allowed to do that in coaching, (laughs) right? And so I'm in a car, I'm on the way to an appointment. So I love the flexibility with kind of the new era model uh, we talk about and being able to take it in the car here. Um, But one of the things that's really interesting about coaching, having worked with hundreds of people at this point, is uh, I'll never lose my fascination with the power of coaching. Right, because we often think about coaching as it's just the communication of information, and that's what low-level coaching is. Right, someone comes with a problem, we tell them a whole bunch of things, and uh, some some calls are tactical. Like this one was more tactical in nature. But powerful coaching is about shifting beliefs and uh, really influencing people. Really, not just teaching people how to think and assigning a to-do list, but shifting how someone thinks. Right, or not just what to think. Sorry, but shifting them into terms of teaching them how to think. And uh, one of the things that's interesting for me with coaching is. The amount of coaching that is really about someone second guessing themselves. They're like, here's what I have, here's what I'm doing, what do you think? And uh, not so much this call, but but oftentimes the number one thing I'm trying to solve with someone is that they're just stuck in their head. They're overthinking, like they know the right thing to do. They, they feel like it's the, the right next move, it's aligned, they're excited about it, whatever, but they're stuck in overthinking. And so that's the power of coaching is that oftentimes we can bring new ideas, we can shift beliefs, but sometimes we just reflect back to them that in fact they're not insane, right? And that this thing that they wanna do is actually a good idea. And of, obviously you need to have had experience in it. That's why uh, before you can become a great coach, oftentimes you have to have done the thing or just done lots of coaching to kind of see the patterns but uh, i i love calls like that i don't take uh, dozens of calls a week by any means but I have a couple of high-level clients uh, that I work with one-to-one and uh, oftentimes it's, it's either you know me just being a sounding board to them sometimes it's like high-level mentorship conversations but uh yeah I really really enjoy it so love that we are in a car at the moment right now and I was just able to pull this off and then create a piece of content out of it so hopefully this video was helpful you pulled a gem or two and I'll catch you in another video Thanks for listening to another episode of Scale School. I hope you found something valuable in today's episode. If you haven't already subscribed, go ahead and do that so you can be notified every time we drop future episodes. And if you and I have not already connected, feel free to track me down on any one of the social media platforms. My big head and smiling face are no doubt gonna be there. And you can just search my name, Dan Bolton, and we can connect there. But thank you again for tuning in and I'll see you in a future episode.